The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Very good, Jeremy. How are you? I am doing well. Great. We're seeing a Canadian dollar get stronger because they raised interest rates. That was big news yesterday or the day before the, US, the, uh, the Bank of Canada decided to raise rates 50 basis points and... Uh, Slated to doing some more aggressive moves coming up. They cited uh, two to three percent. I don't know if Canadians can handle that. I don't. I don't know if can get as gra- as aggressive as Paul Volcker in 1980. No, this has been the whole crux of it. You know, we've talked to people for for a decade plus, saying, "Look, in in the 70s, they could do it. People had a savings. It hurt." But it didn't destroy the economy. They had the they had the runway to be able to raise rates to that. I don't I don't think they're going to chase air, it. A lot of hot air talk. A lot of talk the talk. I don't think they're going to be able to walk the walk. They're already going to walk it back, uh, pricing in a pause of rate hikes coming in probably in August, maybe likely in September. So it's it's one thing. It's like coming out of the blocks, and if it's a, if it's going around, if it's a race, right? You're out of the blocks. You're you're you know you're slaying this first lap. But as we go around the second and third lap, you're not going to make it. You're just, you're done. You're you're tapped out, um, and this is probably going to be the the biggest reversal, uh, the worst reversal in in history. Uh, this is the first time in rate cycle history that both central banks are going to probably pause and not hit the inflation the inflationary goal. So they're going to back well, off. They're already saying neutral is three percent, right? So it's not that doesn't make any sense. Not at all. I, I'm looking at it more from the narrative perspective. You know, last year we saw the inflation is transitory narrative fail completely. You know, they it it had some steam going for a little while, and and then and then reality crept in. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is something to watch as well. A theme of. Mm-hmm. What kind of narratives can can central bankers put out there that people believe? You know, will they pin it all on Putin? You know, what what's what are they going to pin it on next? Um, unbelievably, though, did you did you see the stuff about about uh, Janet Yellen this week? She was she came out and was like, "This is all, but this is all a big surprise. Mm-hmm. This is a, inflation is so surprising. I mean, she caused it. Mm-hmm. She she's a, she's the the Treasury Secretary." She ha- she signs off on all of this. Exactly. The Fed- can- and she was the one, by the way, when she was head of the San Francisco Fed, which was basically, um, you know, ground zero for the subprime. She didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. She didn't see it coming at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, is is it too stupid to be stupid? But people are noticing. People are realizing the 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 Fed has two mandates. They have one to control inflation. And the other is to keep employment up. They're not doing either. So people no, are people, noticing this. And what is the point of this private Federal Reserve? Well, I don't know what the numbers. Cabal. I don't know what the employment numbers were out uh, this morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, the U.S. dollar got a little bit stronger on that, but it, it's on its way down now. I think um, you know we can talk to our expert Jerry about that mm-hmm. in terms of what's happening in the U.S. dollar, but. You know, the more things get expensive, you know, I was I was reading something, a bunch of comments on YouTube. Um, I was following I'll get the name in a, in a minute I was following this guy who was making comments. He, he was uh, in in Ukraine 
he was uh, oh, yeah, a reporter in Ukraine, and um, you know, reporting from there, he even got kidnapped. Mm -hmm. um, so, and he's got some great reporting going on. He's originally from South America, I think, and um, I was he was talking about this inflation thing and talking about Yellen, and I was reading the comments. And the comments were from all over the world, like people saying, yeah, when I was in Serbia and we had all this massive hyperinflation, you know, we had four people go out for dinner and all we could buy was a can of pop. Um, you know, people talking about Brazil when they had hyperinflation and just basically how hard it is. And I think that people have no idea what's what they're in store for. And even if the Fed does raise interest rates, I think they can keep printing money, too. There's nothing to stop them from doing both which cancels each other out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be perfect Fed speak, too, to say, say something out of one end of your mouth and then do something else out the, out the other side and just neutralize whatever it is you're doing. You, you can't stop what you're doing. You're just going to keep printing money. As long as it's worth something, if the U.S. dollar is being dropped, which is what we've been seeing they, you know, over, the, over the last decade and a half, countries have been moving away from the uses, usages of the U.S. dollar. It's losing its dominance. And as we've seen the rise of alternative monetary systems, this is this is all a a reaction to the the lack of trust, the the weaponization now of the U.S. dollar. People are moving away, and they can print as much as they want. It's not weaponized if, anymore. If it's, if no one is accepting it, their paper currency is just going to go by the way of dodo bird and go to zero. And you know they'll have to do something drastic. Every central bank is preparing to do something drastic with their currencies, and it. If we could see this trend, extrapolate to all the countries, and it's acquiring gold. I, I saw there's, a there's um, I guess, a radio station out of the States, and they call it the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset. Excellent. That's, that's what the clash, that's what this, this major clash 100%. globally is, universally is. And, um, you know, you listen to these comments from World Economic Forum. It's, it's like, stunning. It's ridiculous with mm -hmm. the kind of things. And anyone can, can watch it and see it. If you just go onto Instagram or YouTube, you can, you know, Fox News is even putting it out now mm -hmm. of all of the things that they're saying. I heard one that the, the president of Pfizer was said that when he started the company or was joined or something, it, the, 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 he was saying this. He said, we had a goal by 2023 that we would reduce the population in half. And I think we've accomplished our goal. And the whole crowd is 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 clapping. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? Hitting targets. What what Twilight Zone is this? This is Twilight Zone yeah. stuff. So the question is, is, are they serious? Are they just, they're completely out in, out in public being deranged at this point? Or is it panic? Mm -hmm. It's hard to tell. Let's talk about silver a little bit. Speaking of panic, Jerry, I don't know about you, but I've noticed over the years, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years plus, and I've always noticed that whenever there's a pullback in the market, it's desperate times calls for desperate measures. There's always a reason why the market's been pushed down because something's about to happen and the market's going to be going crazy, crazy higher. And what's interesting in this last few weeks that both gold and silver have, have come down, I mean, gold hit a high and came down you know, we're trading in the 850 range. It's it's hardly a low in the market from from where it is. It's more like it's just off its highs, really. If you look in all major currencies, it's just off its highs. Mm -hmm. It's not crashing. It's not low. It's just off its highs. Unless, of course, you look at a place like Turkey or Venezuela, and it's sky high. 
for, mm -hmm. for the price of different price of perspectives, gold. right? Now, silver right now is trading near the cost of production. According to Keith Newmeyer from First Majestic, cost of production on silver is something like uh, 2070 or 2170. So we're in the range of cost of production, which means if you're a primary silver producer, there's no green light. You got a red light. Mm -hmm. You're not producing anything. What kind of dynamic is that going to produce for this market going forward when you've got prices being maintained at cost of production and miners saying, eh, we, we just won't, we just won't mine the stuff then. Mm -hmm. Those are the two opposing forces right, right there. When you have the futures markets, these futures exchanges that are just playing with paper currencies and paper derivatives, uh, manipulating the prices and holding them down by creating artificial supply. The problem, the solution to that is actually inflation because the inflationary mindset now has set in to the producers, the people who make things, the manufacturers that make things. They're realizing, hey, in an inflationary environment, three months from now, the cost for me to acquire my lithium or zinc for my Tesla vehicle, uh, it may be doubled in price. So let's acquire my silver and my lithium and my zinc today as much as possible. So you're putting the 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 exchanges on notice that I'm going to be taking delivery. I'm not, I'm no longer rolling over the futures to the next month. They want to take deliveries today. So this is putting a huge demand on the on the exchanges to deliver the physical. But is that why is that why uh, Wall Street silver, I guess this was a report through John Adams that seven and a half million ounces of silver was taken off the comex in two days yeah and this or is, off the exchange i don't know if it was comex or london I'm where is sure. it going exactly the, the these silver inventories are going to producers who require uh to make you know samsung's and flat screens and touch screens in your vehicles industries have to move on have to continue but when you have these these prices at these nosebleed levels at you know these lows very just just above wait what's the cost nosebleed of level cost of production rather oh very you know very low um keith newmeyer has been vocal about not selling the silver not letting it go at these prices so you'll have a big headbutt between those who need it and those who won't let it go and something's got to give and we all turn our attention to derivatives markets and the spot prices the spot price is what's going to have to correct and start to correct upwards in line with the demand, and we're going to be seeing that later this month. I know with uh, with Russia, what they're slated to do with their with their ruble peg. We'll talk more about the ruble peg. We've seen three occasions in the last two years where the retail market got completely wiped out of the physical product with high premiums, low price. There's a problem. It's saying that the price discovery mechanism is broken. It's distorted beyond uh, normalcy. That has to be corrected in some way. And the real world is saying, sorry, if you want physical metal, here's the real price, and something's going to give there. In the meantime, you've got the shorts that are getting out of the market on the future side. They continue to get out of their short position, which, again, desperate times calls for desperate measures. Something's, something's coming down the pike, and it's going to be very, very good for the metals. We'll talk about more of the fundamentals of the metals so that you don't have to be worrying about all this uh, foam and all of the amplification and all of the noise that you're hearing uh, around, but just understanding the difference between an investment and holding money. In this case, it's real money, and it's physical money, and if you can't hold it, you don't own it. 
you want to have some physical metal in your portfolio, you call us, Guildhall Wealth Management, the number, one eight seven seven eight silver This is The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I was mentioning... Um, the journalist that I was following on YouTube about that. His name is Gonzalo Lira. Interestingly enough, I just got an email from a client. Um, He sent me a a YouTube link. What the World Economic Forum just did at Davos is insane. (laughs) And we should get all get ready. Um, That's kind of interesting. But you know how we like to start the second segment, right? I do. We like to start with Gold Telegraph and some of the things that they're saying right now. Um, they're saying federal energy officials are warning that the power grid in the central United States could be forced to impose rotating blackouts. So if it's not enough that we've got energy crisis, now we have to worry about blackouts as well. Um, this is an, this is an interesting one, um, that you and I were talking about yesterday. It's hard to tell how big this could possibly be. We'll just take it at face value for now which is regular operations in at least three Chinese warehouses have been suspended to check on-site metal inventories. Breaking uh, Gold Telegraph just put the plot thickens. Again, regular operations in at least three Chinese warehouses have suspended their operations to check on their metal inventories. What do you think could be going on? A lot of speculation has been um, has swirling regarding the the holdings of uh, the Chinese central bank. How many met, you know how many ounces they actually how many tons they actually hold, and you know when you're dealing with um, derivatives and uh, pegging of certain financial instruments with physical, you have to ensure that they are there. So, I mean, this is in, this is increasingly uh, you know, a headline that we're seeing more and more often of countries looking to ensure that they have this physical that their gold supplies are there so um, we know things are happening with uh, with the Shanghai gold exchange with Russia the Sino-Chinese um, uh, Russian uh, partnership with metals so this can be either you know supplying the, the, the exchange with what they need to do a potential revaluation or you know this is just skullduggery again with 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 physical and you know if you if you are holding inventory elsewhere, you have to ensure that it's segregated, allocated. You have serial numbers for allocated product title to you. Um, and these are classic mistakes throughout history, even to now. People are scrambling to ensure that they have the gold because that's their only protection that they have financially. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, you know, there's there's often a, a, a belief that gold and silver are investments when... They can be, and you're talking about it right now. So let's talk about the difference between gold investments and gold as money. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the ways in which gold can be an investment? Mm -hmm. Some of the ways that gold gold can be an investment, some people can go to the market, go to the bank and buy a certificate. You can go and buy an ETF, uh, some sort of uh, options, futures and options uh, type of vehicle, 
but with uh, with these types of proxies, as we call them here at Guildhall, um, they add counterparty risk. Many are disassociated with the actual ownership of the physical bullying itself, uh, but they actually add uh, exposure and uncertainty uh, to other variables such as financial issues, geographic problems, political risks, which are later layered upon operational and management issues. So when you're putting your trust in the bullying itself, you're eliminating all counterparty risks. You're even eliminating Guildhall in that matter. Our job here at Guildhall is to ensure that, yes, this is LBMA approved. Once it's LBMA approved, we bring that to the table. It's up to you. It's your preference at this point, which you want to put it into gold or silver. We'll, sh we'll share the ratios with you. But as far as um, you know, insurance, this is where gold is money gold is money and it's it's insurance at this point uh because it offers better liquidity and it's the only asset class that is negatively correlated to the u.s dollar it's uh, it has a positive correlation a coefficient with inflation and therefore the only asset class the only money that can provide protection against systemic crisis and systemic risks and that's the whole point today no one wants to roll the dice with their money no one wants to take risks they want to preserve it and make money if you can, and gold and silver offer that uh, offer that uh, potential. Yeah, definitely. The idea of an investment, there's always a counterparty. So when you are dealing with a certificate, pool account, ETFs, even gold-backed funds, where again, do you actually own the physical metal? No, you're you have a counterparty that either owns the product or is a custodian of the product, and you never actually purchased it yourself. Now, when we're talking about owning physical precious metals, now we're talking about owning money. And one of the tenets of money is that it should preserve wealth, that it's a store of value. You cannot say that about the currencies out there. You can't say it about the U.S. dollar. It doesn't preserve wealth. It doesn't preserve purchasing power. You can't say that about the Canadian dollar. The Canadian dollar is not preserving wealth. If you have $100,000 in the bank, go burn 20000 because next year, your purchasing power is $80,000. Everything is going up that much. You go to fill your car up with gas, 40% more, mm -hmm. right? Don't tell me inflation's at 3% and your target's normalizing at 4 mm -hmm. You know, um, <laughs> the way they're trying to raise interest rates, you know, it's uh, you would never win a car race like that. No. Okay. Uh, the fact is, is gold does preserve purchasing power. Over the last 20 years, it's up nearly 400%. In the last 15 years alone, Jerry, gold has had only two down years, one in 2011 and one last year, where gold only came off something like 2%, maybe 3% after, what, over 20%, 25% gain over the two years prior. Now, I guess the big question would be, in the case of, okay, we understand that gold is negatively correlated, gold and silver, negatively correlated to the dollar. It's real money. It is a store of value. You can't print it, right? You can't concoct it out of thin air. I can't create a code and have gold 2.0. It's It just is. It's been around for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Now, the question would be, what would you say to someone who said, but it it's not doing what it should be? Oh, it will. 100% it will. You're saying just hold on. You got to hold on, wait and see. This is not a this is not a race. Yes, we want to make money now. That's that's a fall a fallacy that, you know, um that many of us have been 
captured by with real estate markets, quick flip mentalities, and to the moon cryptos, we get we get uh, you know we get in, we get put into a blur. This is a long term. I would suggest that this market, if you're getting involved in metals right now, this is a medium term. It's not going to be a long haul, even though it is. You want to keep your metals forever. If you a portion you, a portion of your metals, specifically gold, you know, gold for the long haul, and then there's a point where you want to trade your silver. But this is more of a medium term. Wait and see. We're just dealing with a Fed policy failure that's about to happen. When they are on course to raise rates four times to quell inflation, that's double digits. That's a failure. And once they say pause, you wait. Precious metals will explode. I wonder if there's a connection to be made here between the the gains, you know, the the coming gains in the precious metals market and the narratives, the failing narratives of the Fed, because it's just one failing narrative after another. And it's been so it's been that way for years. But people believe it for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right. They get a little lift off of it. Transitory inflation. They got about good eight months. Out of That's that, right. Right. Bought them time. Um, I, I think I think Bernanke got maybe four or five months out of there's no contagion in the subprime market. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, these narratives, people t- people just gobble them up. And I, maybe it's just that they don't want to face reality. We're saying, look, even, even Jamie Dimon this week came out and said, there is a hurricane coming. That's right. Right? There is a massive hurricane coming. You better brace yourselves. And what do you do? Let's go back to, to, um, to Gold Telegraph. Here's one that came out. Quote, if gold is a relic of history, why do central banks and the IMF still hold over $1 trillion worth of gold? If it's meaningless, why is everybody still holding it? That came from none other than the maestro himself, former Fed chairman, and it always happens when they leave. When they leave when their it's memoirs. Always, when there's a former in front of the name, the truth comes out. Yeah, they're writing right? the wrongs. So... Alan Greenspan says, if gold's a relic, then why does the IMF hold it? Why do central banks hold it? And why do the BRIC nations keep trying to buy it like crazy? And they're not the only ones. There's another country that's looking to get more into the gold market. Jerry, tell us about it. My, oh, my, Jeremy. The Czech Republic Bank, the Czech Central Bank has announced that it will raise holdings uh, to boost gold reserves by 1,000% over 100 tons. This still only represents 0.3% of the Czech National Bank's assets, but they're growing a contagion, a cohort of European nations repatriating or purchasing gold at a very rapid rate. Hungary, Poland have increased their gold reserves as a, as a percentage of holdings to 17 and 8%. Russia and Turkey, well over 20%. And the incoming Czech National Bank governor, what he had to say, he argues that gold is good for diversification. It has zero correlation with stocks, and that was their point. Now, he expects that peak inflation in the central, the central European nation to peak at 15% by, by July before retracing to the 2% target. And you can do that with gold. That's what gold will do. It will bring stability. He can say that. A, a nation that has gold can make these claims that, yes, we're going to bring down inflation. But a country that has no gold can't say these things. Because you don't have the asset to do it, to bring the stability and the trust in the currency. You know, here, here's the thing, is that when you, when you hear central bankers from Eastern European countries, Hungary and Poland and Czech Republic, 
there's a reason, you, you know, you could say on the one hand, don't trust a central banker. But these countries have been through inflation, hyperinflation. They've been through um, totalitarianism and communism and socialism. And we're just trying to protect ourselves here. We see the moves that the government is making. Now, you could say that they're making these moves because it's just sheer panic or they're just trying to throw out as much as they can at people mm -hmm. so that I, I don't know why it's, you know, they're trying to take away the guns. They're decriminalizing hard drugs. It's like, what is going on? And people need to wake up. And I know at one point there was, you know, Gerald Salente would say guns, gold in a getaway plan. Soon it's just gold in a getaway plan. But I'll tell you this. If you had gold in Venezuela, you're not even in in Venezuela anymore. You've managed to get out and go somewhere else because you had the purchasing power of gold. Mm -hmm. This is the purpose. You, it's not just the safe haven side of it. Yes, it's going to protect against inflation. Yes, it's going to go. It's going to move higher than that. Mm -hmm. It's the growth in gold is going to be astounding. I mean, those numbers of of 10,000, 15,000. I've heard if you were to back the currencies, someone did the math on this, some analyst out there, if you did the math, you back gold 100% to the currencies out there, $50,000 gold. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a full that's a full You standard. won't care so much about your cryptocurrencies at that point or whatever you lost on your NFTs at this point today because gold will be trading at 50,000, you'll be doing very very well. The whole purpose is understanding money versus investments the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com if you want to acquire some uh pr precious metals for the first time feel free to visit us at guildhallpreciousmetals.com it's our e-store you can see some of the products that we hold and in the next segment we're going to go through some q a talk more about the investments the narratives that we're seeing in in the central banks and just much, much more on The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. And just so the audience knows, if you want to hold physical metal in your registered account, like an RSP, TFSA, Lira, LIF, RIF, we can do that here at Guildhall. It's fully allocated to you, meaning you get your own sub-account at the Brinks Vault. The serial numbers are listed into that sub-account so that it's fully segregated, fully allocated. You have direct ownership of the product, no counterparty risk. The product is held in a vault, secure vault, insured, IROC approved, outside the banking system. So what a unique vehicle to be involved in in order to protect your assets and protect your purchasing power, especially for your retirement. So consider having some physical gold in your retirement account or even your TFSA. Give us a call. The number is one silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, you found a quote from the maestro... Uh, Greenspan prior to when he was the Federal Reserve mm -hmm. chairman. Yeah, so Alan Greenspan wrote back in 1967 in his piece called Gold and Economic Freedom. Now just remember, this was before he became the Fed chief. He wrote, In the absence of the gold standard, there is no way to protect savings from confiscation through inflation. There is no safe store of value. The financial policy of the welfare state requires 
that there be no way for the owners of wealth to protect themselves. You know, when when they handed the power of the dollar from the gold standard in 71 over to the central bankers and they started printing money, it was a great scheme for a while where they could say, okay, we're going to devalue the dollar slowly, right? Just like the the frog in the boiling water. We're going to do it slowly so people don't notice. And what they're going to pay attention, what we're going to focus on, what we're going to really pay attention to is the stock market's going up. So they're going to be thinking about the stock market rising. But what they're not going to be thinking about is that they need two incomes to survive, mm-hmm. right? But we'll... We'll, we'll distract everyone because we'll say, no, 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 this is, this is about opportunity. This is about equalization. Okay, I'm all for that. But what they don't notice is that you need more money, okay, and it's buying less goods. And all of a sudden, you need a better job or no, we'll just raise the, in, we'll just raise, um, the minimum wage because mm-hmm. we want to create the welfare state. And what bugs the absolute crap out of me is people will say, well, I'll just, you know, this inflation is getting out of control. I can't even drive to work anymore. I might as well just quit my job and, and get money off the state that I hate so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so you want to be totally dependent on the state that you hate so much. And by the way, it's never enough mm-hmm. because where do you get the free money? Mm-hmm. There's no free money. No. There is no free money. Don't you back. get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime a politician hands out money, it's coming out of your pocket. And when you get your universal basic income and all of a sudden your $1,000 a week only buys you $900 a week worth of goods, who are you going to complain to? Mm-hmm. Nobody. No, it's Because you're, you. you're, you're completely on, on the state's dime now. Mm-hmm. No. And that's where they got it from. They just printed the money. It's exactly. Un, it's just unbelievable. And that's what – this is the point of gold. You need to decouple yourself from these risks, these types of – loose ball monetary policies, these fanatical regimes, gold will disassociate not just your bank account, but it will disassociate yourself. Um, I was having a conversation with someone about the stock market. Stock market will go up, but when you're ready to sell, it's denominated in a currency. Do you want to run into that currency? Do you want to be in the Canadian dollar? Yeah, it's going up in Canadian dollars. So is zucchini. So so is beef. <laughs> so is coffee. What is the difference between your stock and the coffee that has gone up 100%? Right? Well, so, someone could say, well, I get a dividend on my stock. You get a dividend, right, on the back of us that are, that are you know, it's free money. Again, where are you getting that dividend from? Well, assuming that the company is going to be performing, but, you know, not in, in, states, in an not inflationary a, no, period, you've got people, people are going to, they don't have the money to spend. Exactly. So it's going to, it's going to, it's going to flow through mm-hmm. at some point. Um, I mean, the stock market could go up because they might say, well, we can't fight inflation. So the Fed, the, the central banks are just going to print more money and it's got to go somewhere. So it'll, maybe it'll go into the stock market. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's when the blow off happens is the question is, are you prepared? Have mm-hmm. you been diversified or are you just going to continue all in stocks and the money can disappear very, very quickly? You know, um, the, the gentleman I was talking about uh, before um about gonzalo lira yeah right he was talking about in one of his videos this week he was saying the difference between a manufacturing economy and a service economy and in a manufacturing economy you know if you need money and your factory is all of a sudden worth half of what it was and you have to go bankrupt and you sell it to someone else for 30 cents 40 cents on the dollar 
whoever takes it over got a deal. They turn the switch back on and they can and they end up making money hand over fist in a, in a year or two, right? No different. You walk around Toronto, you see one restaurant close, another one opens. Why? Because someone put in the new kitchen, right? Someone's taking over the fact that someone else did all that investing and they waltzed in and was able to to make something of it. But in a service economy, it doesn't work like that. The service just disappears. Mm-hmm. No one's delivering food to your house anymore. That's right. That 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 app is gone. Mm-hmm. There's no one to buy it because there's no one to use it, mm-hmm. and that's it. And then you just have mass unemployment. It's not supposed to be doom and gloom. We're just telling you this is what can happen because we're now on a service economy. Unless there's something that's going to bring all the manufacturing back, which you know it's been it's been decades of pushing that manufacturing elsewhere, even if they're now moving from China, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. Apple's moving some stuff from China to Vietnam, and there's a kind of a, a move there. But nonetheless. What's going to happen when the service economy bubble bursts? We don't have manufacturing. No. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about owning physical assets that have no counterparty risk, and that for thousands of years have been a store of value. And that's physical gold and physical silver. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. And if you want to own some physical metal for the first time, visit our website our e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You can pick up an ounce or two of gold, maybe a tube of silver maples, get your feet wet, see what it's like to own that physical metal, and then give us a call. Maybe we'll we'll talk about uh, um, RSPs, et cetera, and other ways to get involved in the market. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. Assets that have stand, stood the test of time, Jerry. It's been around for thousands of years. We've talked about Greenspan saying, if it's a relic, then why do central banks have over a trillion dollars worth of gold? Now, that trillion dollars worth could end up being worth $10 trillion worth eventually. And how even Jamie Dimon saying there's a hurricane on the horizon, you better brace yourself. We know that gold is a store of value. It's had two down years in over 15 years. Silver, you know, we started 20 years ago. It was trading at $3.50. It's currently at $22. It's at a major low right here where it's at the cost of production. So we've got great days ahead in the precious metals market, but it's better to be a month early than a day late. It's better to take advantage of the market and get in now because we've had three occasions in the last two years where getting physical metal was almost impossible. There was when COVID hit, people were, you know, they bought toilet paper off the shelves and physical gold and silver retail market was completely wiped out as well. You had the silver squeeze. You remember the AMC and GameStop, they wanted to try to squeeze the silver market. Great idea, probably bad timing in the market. The the physical market still had a few moves left to play. But uh, that two-week period wiped the, the retail market out. And then this past March, when the Canadian government enacted the Emergency Act and they went into people's accounts and froze people's accounts, 
Uh, that scared people witless. I think they should still be scared because the, that's the administration that's still in power. And that wiped out the Canadian retail market and physical gold. So what's it going to look like when the hurricane that Jamie Dimon talks about is going to arrive? What is it going to look like when you're trying to get out of stocks and out of things to try to maintain any sort of purchasing power? The gold market could be eaten up very, very quickly at a time, I believe, where the market's going to be moving up rapidly. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a double whammy. You know, in the past, it's not necessarily been that whammy. The gold price maybe wasn't moving as fast, but I think that's coming. Yeah. I digress, Jerry. I'm doing a lot of talking, but I did want to tell you about this amazing auction that I was watching oh, yeah? um, through Hong Kong, Christie's Hong Kong. Listen to this. They sold a Patek Philippe watch, okay? It had rose gold, uh, beautiful watch. It sold for... 20 million Hong Kong dollars, which is two and a half million dollars US for a watch. Mm -hmm. Who buys a watch for two and a half million dollars? Mm -hmm. Do you know anyone? Smart money. That's Smart sure. money, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they become the custodian of that asset. They take care of the asset. There's no way that asset ends up being worth $50,000 all of a sudden, right? It's all, it, it must be such an incredibly rare watch that it's always going to continue to move higher. Mm -hmm. Now, I saw another one that they ha had a Monet in their uh, family, mm -hmm. sold a Monet. They had it in their family for over 30 years, mm -hmm. sold for like $51 million. Mm -hmm. um, there was a blue diamond, a vivid blue diamond that sold at auction within the last couple months, a three-carat internally flawless blue diamond that sold for $4.98 million. Mm -hmm. So almost double the, 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 the price of the watch. Right but something incredibly rare, incredibly, incredibly rare. Tell us about some of the reasons why we would want to have a rare asset in our portfolio. Obviously, gold and silver are rare to a certain extent, but we're talking extreme rarity. Mm -hmm. I liken it to this quote, if I, can, if I can, from the CEO of Asprey in London. Acquiring pink diamonds, for example, is about incomparability, the concern for rarity and personality that lies behind the rise of pink diamonds is typical of an art collector's attitude. It's this attitude that is going after for something rare, something very special, and maybe that has a story. And, not, and that is the denominator of the value. It's not really denominated by a dollar anymore. You've now elevated this asset, this asset class, whether it be art, uh, watches, classic cars, into something of its own. And you're into a different class, and he he hits the nail right on the head. It's an attitude. And if you can obtain this attitude, if you have this collector attitude, you're going to go after assets like that. Just this past week, it was the Elvis watch, one of the Elvis watches that was uh, just a phenomenal watch. Paul and I were looking at this watch. Phenomenal. Uh, was it he owned it or something? He owned it. He okay. wore it. And it was just had a bezel of diamonds around the face. It was beautiful. And it was just that. The the people that bid on this, on this, uh, on this watch went after the story. There's, it's a special piece. It's a special asset, and an asset like that, a natural, a natural fancy color diamond, is, is, is something that you want to obtain, add to your collection, add to your family, add to, add to, add to your, your, your family trust, and put this in your portfolio. Okay, you only get one chance at life, and, and there's stories behind these things, yes. and there's a rarity to these things. You know, uh, If you combined the two most popular cuts, radiant and cushion, 
on a vivid yellow diamond, one carat internally flawless, you'd still be less than a hundred a year, less than a hundred a year. That means over a 10 year period, that's less than a thousand of these one carat internally flaws. And that's not saying that the diamond's deep or shallow. It's just saying merely one carat vivid internally flawless. That's it. Mm -hmm. So it's all about rarity and these things continue to move up in value. Give us a call. We'll, we'll tell you about the diamonds. We'll show you some of the diamonds. We've got some good, great videos coming up and oh, yeah. we've got some new pictures that we're going to be showing so on exciting. the site. We're really yeah. excited about that. Uh, but these assets are beautiful. They show off your individuality. You can wear them and enjoy them and pass them on, keep them as part of the family and grow the wealth. And hopefully you never have to sell, but if you do, you're going to do quite well. So uh, the number for that, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, we've got about uh, 30 seconds left. Any last comments on the physical gold and silver market or other hard assets like a natural fancy color diamond? My message is to diversify away from currencies. The currencies right now are being destroyed like never before. So jumping into a natural fancy color diamond is 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 a no-brainer is you know for precious metals or a diamond when you get into a rarity of a diamond they offer negative correlations and that's the whole point is to concentrate your wealth with a diamond this is strategy here and we want to offer you the the chance this opportunity to really create a hard asset portfolio not just for yourself but for your future and your family and pass on generational wealth well that's it that's another show all done love it the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Give us a call. Get in touch. Learn how to hold some physical metal and a natural fancy color diamond in your portfolio. We'll show you how to do it. We'll show you the best ways to do it. We've been doing this a very long time, and of course, if you want to hold it in an RSP or TFSA, gold and silver, not a diamond, uh, we'll help you with that as well. Thank you so much for listening. It's always great to chat with you, Jerry. I love it. Gets me fired up for for next week because this is Friday. But uh, can't wait, wait to speak to everyone next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.